basically everything that, that has existed in a Star Wars film up until this moment is up for fair game. And, <laughs> and possibly it, in the movie Seven. Let's just be real. No, no, no. I mean, like, that, that has existed in a movie, <laughs> no. period, like, including Seven. <laughs> but, no, I meant uh, the movie Seven with Brad oh. Pitt. Okay, gotcha. That joke didn't land <laughs> since we're talking about episode seven of a, of a franchise. <laughs> Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Spoiler Warning Podcast. This is review number 391 with our review of Star Wars Episode 7, The Force Awakens. I am Christopher Schneezy. I am Carson Patrick. And if you're joining us for the first time, the Spoiler Warning Podcast is a weekly film review program. Each week in the show, we're going to dive in, debate, discuss, and argue over the latest film releases coming to a theater near you. This week, Steven is not with us, but there has been an awakening, <laughs> and that awakening is one Carson Patrick who has been uh, in some sort of cryostasis for the last year. <laughs> mm. And, uh, yeah, how you, how you doing this fine evening, Carson? Hello. Yes. Hello. Um, that was my Adele impression, by the way. Oh, okay. I, I did not pick up it on sounded that. sounded so much like it. <laughs> like her. <laughs> this is not the impression you are looking for. No, it was definitely not. Uh, yeah. Already, the, uh, the listeners are like, oh, this <laughs> guy back <laughs> he's that guy i read about in that one review that wasn't too positive god damn it they're like i was all looking for another spoiler agreement on star wars the force awakens i i, I will say like i mean we, we don't have we don't have a lot of listeners so to speak <laughs> but we definitely have much higher downloads when the films that we're talking about are a kind of a big deal and I don't know if you've checked the box office uh, numbers for this <laughs> film, but it's uh, super low. It's it's a pretty big deal. Um, e- a little bit. Yeah. So this will undoubtedly be not only our most downloaded episode, but our most controversial episode. Uh, it's indie. I mean, I, it's I, an indie I, film. I, I, I'm I'm just taking a guess at how this review is gonna go, but uh, I have a feeling that uh, people who have been listening to us in the time that you've been gone. <laughs> might be really surprised in your opinion of this film (laughs) well you know i i was uh if it if it goes well that means it'll end up in the trash and never released (laughs) so (laughs) as previous episodes have have told us which no one's heard because they never released hey i don't know if any of the episodes that we missed were really good i know the last (laughs) i know the last one that i didn't publish was because steven and i came directly from <laughs> directly from our watching the film that we really didn't like and i was drinking and when i got done recording i was like i'm not publishing this episode yeah, you see that was a good one that was when we reviewed aloha yes and uh yeah i was scared to go back and listen to that one i just by the time we ended that episode <laughs> i was not feeling happy with myself it can't be as embarrassing as any of the other episodes sure i i just it was one of those things where like Anytime I went off on a rant, it was a slightly buzzed rant. And by, by like halfway through the, the rant, I felt like backing out of it. But it was too late. I was already in it. And it was like by the end, I just I, I feared. I mean, there was a lot of snorting. That's for sure. 
<laughs> there would have been a lot of let to cut out that's for sure yeah and then steven and i were recording in the same location yet on the other side of a wall because we yeah. still haven't figured out how to record you the were same saying room. hello from the other side adele reference again thank you <laughs> rim shot um <laughs> but yes um we have we you and i have not talked yet about star wars the force awakens uh, we have not talked at all <laughs> yeah we, we haven't actually for a long time <laughs> we haven't shared i mean not true you know yeah we, we you we've know, text yeah. messaged each other like yes. uh, little teens but uh we have not heard each other's beautiful no. uh melodic voices Dulcet tones um since since I, what was the last episode that you did with us uh avengers age of ultron well there you go yeah that's so I went That's... from one Disney movie to the next. <laughs> That's all I'm good for, Disney movies. Yeah, pretty much. But, I mean... Because no, we we tried to record, because my computer failed, like, around uh, when Jurassic World came out. Yes. And so, like we said, we recorded an episode for Aloha. That didn't make it. Um, <laughs> and then we tried to record for, like, Tomorrowland, but then we just kind of ended up being like, eh, yeah, so it just, I, I probably would have been on some other episode, but it didn't happen. Well, the good news is that now your trash can droid of a computer has been replaced with a nice spherical, shiny new computer. Yeah, I got an iMac uh, 21 and a half 4K retina to surf the web on. Ooh, very nice. You're rocking an <laughs> iMac now. <laughs> the least technological person got one of those. Yeah, burning my eyes with the 4K display. Very nice. From um, my downgraded MacBook, that uh, stuff that I transferred over, so it looks like really pixely. I'm really using, I'm really utilizing <laughs> the features well. Oh, you'll, you'll, now that you're on a Retina machine, though, you, you won't be able to go back. Everything else you look at, you're like, son of a bitch, why are the things so ugly? I'm not even kidding. Uh, like, the, the day that I got it, the the day and then the next day after, like, I didn't move for, like, the whole night. <laughs> I probably lost so many brain cells because I was just watching, like, YouTube videos and, you know, catching up on Hulu and stuff. And, yeah. And I was like, oh, my God, I can make calls from the computer? Holy shit. <laughs> Actually, the call is coming from inside the computer. <laughs> I don't I don't know. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I would assume that since you have a nice fancy 4K display, that all you'd be doing is watching the trailer for Star Wars: The Force Awakens. I did. That's the first trailer that I watched on it, and the sound is pretty awesome. Sounds like you're in the theater. <laughs> it's pretty. It's pretty sweet. Well, mostly sounds like you're in the theater for you because you enjoy sitting all the way up in the front. Uh, yeah, yeah, I do. <laughs> not all the way in the front, but in the front section. Yeah, yeah you're, you're not a crazy person. I mean. <laughs> At least, not, four, at least four rows back. At least, like, the last row in the front, depending <laughs> on how many people are in the theater. Yeah. Yeah. Well, now that we've uh, given people a thorough taste of uh, who you are, Carson, <laughs> should, should, should we... In case uh, they forgot. Should we give them an even better taste? Oh, and, they're uh, going to get a sweet taste. <laughs> make our way into this review? Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, Okay. I, uh, <laughs> be warned, I might not, uh, pronounce things correctly. <laughs> might not have a firm grasp of the English language. It's all right. I, I was, I was editing our review of the Danish girl and I realized that like 14 times I called. That you I weren't speaking Danish? No, no, no. I, I for, like 14 times I called Einar, Einard. I just put a D on the end of it for some reason. <laughs> <Dude>. <laughs> Wait, hold on. There was a, there was an episode 
oh shit what was it i was like he's pronouncing i sw- i thought i was going crazy <laughs> it'll come back to me i'll have to interrupt you and be like oh this was it i'm sure it's something really embarrassing but <laughs> i don't I, at, at least the best thing is i start pronouncing it wrong while i'm making a statement about how like I, i'm not good with character names ever so mm. I, I'm at least i don't think it was covered. a character name i can't remember it's gonna bother me now all right well anyways we're going to uh, try to think about what that uh, film or thing was that I was naming wrong while you guys listen to a trailer for Star Wars Episode Seven: The Force Awakens. And uh, when we come back, we're going to give you uh, probably a, a tiny non-spoilery review and then just get into full-blown spoilers. So... Who are you? I'm no one. I was raised to do one thing. But I've got nothing to fight for. Nothing will stand in our way. Finish what you started. There are stories about what happened. It's true. A Jedi. They're real. The Force. It's calling to you. So that was the trailer for Star Wars Episode 7, The Force Awakens. And, uh, you know, usually this is part of the thing where I tell you about the plot of this film. But I'm going to go ahead and not do that, even though we're, we're recording like five or six days after the movies come out. Yeah, where which, have you been? And, and, tomorrow, and I mean, let's be honest, this won't come out till at least January. So <laughs> that's not true. <laughs> Everyone will have seen it by then. <laughs> I'm going to try to edit it soon. But I am, I am making a seven hour drive after work tomorrow night. Um so yeah. th- there, there's going to be a time delay when I can get this out, but I'm still going to treat it as if you're listening to this for some god-awful reason, as if you hadn't seen the movie yet. And uh, I'm not going to explain the plot. I'm just going to say that it's a new Star Wars. Um, I mean, what more do you need to know? I mean, the trailers didn't give you any plot, really. Yeah, well, they, they didn't. They didn't. They, I thought the trailers were actually pretty good. I mean, they, they went out of their way to be as secretive as possible. Yeah, so we are going to go out of our way, at least for the first five or ten minutes of this review, <laughs> To be as secretive I would just as say, let's also. just not even 
let's just say one sentence and then be like all right if you've if you haven't seen this, you should probably not be listening. Okay. Why are you listening? And 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 we 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 will try to do that. And in 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 perfect Chris versus Carson, uh, uh, uh whatever the word that is escaping my head right now. Um, <laughs> fashion. Uh, I don't fashion. Know. Fashion. That's what I was going for. In that, basically, in the style of how we always do it, I will dump Carson out if he starts to say something. Yeah, because usually I'll spoiler. start veering into spoiler territory. All, all, all of a sudden, all of a sudden, Carson's <laughs> just gonna blurt out, <laughs> "Whoa!" Which I'm gonna bleep out, so that's yeah, not gonna. Yeah, yeah. Although I said that really, really loud, and my neighbors are probably like, "What the?" F-? They've seen it already. I, I hope so. Yeah, I'll be like, "Guess what, guys? Neo killed himself <laughs> to to also kill Agent Smith." The best thing that's going to happen is I'm going to have an editing mistake. Like something's going to happen and a track is going to get nudged. So the bleeps aren't going to appear <laughs> in the correct spot. But uh, yeah, yeah, anyways, so here we go. We are here to talk about it. Go ahead, Carson. Start us off. Let us know if you liked it and give us your one sentence or two sentence or three sentence uh, review so that we can get into spoilers. Uh, I thought it was fire, but not really. I don't know what that means. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's the mystery, so I'm just I'm giving people a tease. Ah, uh, okay. Yeah. But so did I can't tell if you liked it. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> All right. Well, just I, just I, go with it. Instead of telling people what I thought about the film, I'm just gonna st- tell them the circumstances for which I watched this film. Um, I. We we were possibly going to see it as a company, like a bunch of people from the company were gonna go see it, but it kept like. There, the, nobody had purchased tickets yet and we didn't know when it was going to be and we hadn't really had time to like sort of organize when it would happen so i was like all right fuck it i'm just gonna buy a ticket i'm gonna go see this movie so saturday i purchased a ticket to a theater 40 minutes away that still had a reserve seat that was still good enough to get i bought it drove 40 minutes watched the movie drove 40 minutes home ate dinner and immediately bought another ticket to watch it again at 12:15. So that dang that gives you a hint to what I thought of the film. Yes. So do do you really that's as far as you really want to go until we get into spoilers? Sure. I can't I cannot express anything else without spoiling something. All right. Well, I very much enjoyed this film. We don't we don't know whether or not Carson enjoyed this film, so we are going to just sound the spoiler alarm. And, uh, yeah, if you've seen this film, which you probably have, and you're probably just listening to hear our thoughts on the film, please stick with us. But uh, know that we are going to, like, basically everything that that has existed in a Star Wars film up until this moment is up for fair game. And And possibly in the movie 7. Let's just be real. No, no, no. I mean, like, that that has existed in a movie, (laughs) like, including (laughs) 7. No, I meant the movie 7. With Brad oh. Pitt, okay, gotcha. that joke didn't land. <laughs> Since we're talking about episode seven of a of a franchise, I, I, I get it. Yeah, yeah. What's in the box? Yes, <laughs> that, that's what you're referencing. I got you. <laughs> when I famously bleeped out your attempt to spoil the end of seven. <laughs> but anyways, one day it'll get through. <laughs> All right, so we are here. Another we are twenty talk- years from now. All right. We are talking about Star Wars Episode 7, The Force Awakens. Full-blown spoilers for the entire franchise of Star Wars. Here we go. Carson Patrick, start us off. Listeners, you have been warned. 
I will say that I did see the movie uh, on Friday night at four in the morning, and that was the best choice I've ever made movie to sit, uh, going wise because there were only 20 other people in the theater. Really? Yeah. I mean, even for L.A. where nobody sleeps, there's always somebody out at some hour. Um, yeah, I uh, we kept checking the on Fandango, the seating chart. And I was just like, oh, hasn't gone above like 15. So going to go to bed early and wake up four that, in the that, morning. That's insane to me because I looked today just for somebody else who hadn't seen it yet. And anything with reserved seating is still booked like through through the weekend. Like Tuesday is when the seats are starting to open up around here. Oh, I mean, they had it running like every half an hour starting at seven. And I would say up until about two or two thirty, it was probably full but okay. the the 3 15 and the 4 a.m shows were uh i don't think anybody would you know they were like okay i'm not gonna go that that's a little too late or early yeah, yeah. depending on how you look M- at most it most of la is already blacked out by 4 a.m so. <laughs> <laughs> but the when we walked up there was like it was so weird going to a movie at four in the morning because just like no one's there and that there was only like one guy at the box office and he looked like he had seen some shit yeah yeah he was just like i want to leave i am tired as balls <laughs> he's like, i have had this movie spoiled for me every half hour <laughs> for the last three days he probably did dude he probably had all the people going out going this is bullshit man I, I i feel like i feel like uh because you know like i mean you know better than me because you worked at the theater for a while but like you know they they have to test to make sure that everything's running beforehand yeah. and like watch it at least once before they start showing it to the public oh I yeah feel like if you're a good manager you go like all right employees everybody who are forcing to work through this first week come here on like wednesday night when i i totally took advantage of that i saw a couple movies like that uh well because this was back when they were still using film prints so yeah. like they would get it like a week in advance and then assemble it, and then usually a manager would watch it to be sure it looked okay yeah. and everything was in place. And there was a couple of times where it was like, you know, I get done at work at like two in the morning, and my manager would be like, "I'm gonna watch Incredible Hulk. Like, want to watch it?" I'm like, "Okay." <laughs> You're like, <all>, "No." <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, the worst was so like the Dark Knight came out while I was about I was still working at the theater, and they had gotten you know, the prince and they were gonna show it. So this was like the Tuesday before it came out. Right. And then like, they're like, come on, man, like you can come watch it. And I was like, Oh yeah, like I totally am. But then I realized like I already got my tickets for the midnight show with a friend. And I was like, he's going to be so pissed if I see this movie and then tell him like, <laughs> I already saw it, dude, <laughs> like without you. Um, so I was like, I decided to be a good friend and be like, I'm not going to go because I've already got my tickets to the midnight show and I will see it like with my friend. And then I told him about that. Like, yeah, like they were showing it last night. He's like, I would have gone. I was like, fuck you. (laughs) (laughs) Nice. (laughs) Anyway, uh, this movie, Star Wars. uh, Episode seven, The Force Awakens. (laughs) Yeah. Force Awakens. Um, I like I said, uh, I I was excited for it, uh, and you know, uh, I mean, they're just shoving it down your throat in every possible way, you know. 
it's like whoa <laughs> it's like so stupid it's like there's billboards around town it's like oh yeah like i don't know what's coming out dude that okay so so the when i come across the bay ridge in the morning to come into the office there is like the giant close-up super landscape uh billboard of kylo ren holding yeah. up the like cross lightsaber putting out his hands in like the like force move uh fashion <laughs> and like it's got like the tiny little like all it says is like i'm kylo ren and then like, <laughs> is he squaring off against uh, uh john boyega's billboard that's right across from it <laughs> it would it would be awesome if they did have that but they don't well, because that's how it is on my street and it looks nice. dope <laughs> but but either way that 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 billboard is awesome i've been looking for just like a good high quality image of it online that isn't somebody taking it with their phone like looking up at an actual billboard yeah and i can't find the freaking high-res version of it but that is a really rad poster no, and I mean, every time i drive by it i'm excited it's cool but it's also like dude i know it's coming out like who doesn't know it's coming out but anyway <laughs> um i uh i thought the movie was just i um i honestly have no it wasn't terrible and it wasn't amazing. Like they should invent a, a letter grade in between C plus and a B minus because that's exactly <laughs> what this movie is. Like they should just call no. it CB or Force Awakens rating. I'm gonna have to take a playbook. I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna have to take, take a page from the Schnazy playbook and rate this like eight different ways <laughs> at the end because there's no way to put this into the spoiler warning rating system. That's which, for sure. Which, by the way, we, we've been kind of like talking and we have an idea for a new actual rating system oh. with, with like possible bonus points so that like you can give things an extra like there'll be one category, which is like just ah, I'll throw in an extra point for world building and you can put throw in an extra point for coked outness. And this sounds even more complicated. <laughs> <laughs> it'll make sense. It'll it, like at the end, it'll be like 4.5 <laughs> and like people will know what that means. <laughs> But I'm serious, it is, they need, that is the rating that I would give this movie in between a C plus and a B minus. I think it's this year's Interstellar in terms of it looks, Ouch. it looked, okay, it was better I than Interstellar. This is the one thing that can transcend time and space. I think that while it, Interstellar looked amazing um, production wise and look wise, uh and the emphasis on old school technique um the actual movie left me cold and i think that's how star wars is uh, but star wars is obviously a lot more watchable um and it's a lot more fun it's not you know you know oh yeah i gotta find the space love dude i was watching <laughs> interstellar again on like I was home like a couple weekends ago and it was on like epics or something my brother and I are watching it and I was like this is a really dour movie like ugh. anyway yeah um again not saying it's bad we ran out of food we didn't run out of podcasters <laughs> my favorite is still I my theory now is that Wes Bentley's character had his big moment where he's like you gotta think bigger man you gotta get your head out of your laptop and then he died on that planet, and now he is a famous DJ. <laughs> right. he's, he basically started Ibiza on the water planet, and he's just ruling that planet as the king DJ. That's what that's what I thought. If anyone the the 
the negative two people who saw We Are Your Friends <laughs> thought that was hilarious. So I, 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 I still want to see that movie. <laughs> you know what? Spoilers. I thought it was fun. So f- all no, you haters. I, I have I have it. I have it. Uh, we'll call it rented on my laptop right now. <laughs> I will say that We Are Your Friends is definitely in line with the earnest cheesiness of a coyote ugly. No, like, 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 no joke. I was, I, like, I saw that trailer and I was like, yeah, I'll totally watch this. And it's just, uh, like, in in my current state, I don't know how many, if any, movies I'll be able to see on a given weekend, depending on what's happening um, yes. up here. So it's it's one well, of those things where, like, I totally meant to see it and I just didn't get around to it. And uh, yeah, I'll have to do a marathon of that. And uh, uh, somebody was kind enough to gift me Area Fifty One. <laughs> So maybe I'll do it. I'll, I'll like I'll watch Area 51 first, and then I'll watch We Are Your Friends too. I that's a good to, order to shock because back you don't want to end. You want to end semi strongly. You don't want to end on a on a bad note. Yeah, I mean, I, I I just need to end with something that has a drop. Exactly. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> that's my that's about my drop. Yeah. No DJs in the Force Awakens, though. No, that they we know have, of. They have yet to awaken. <laughs> <laughs> it could have been in the in the big Death Star planet. We don't know. No. Oh yeah, we're we're already in spoilers. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, no. What are you saying? Anyways, anyways. So this film, you thought it was cold. Uh, I don't think it was cold. I just it left me. I le- was left not hot. I was a little hot. No Jakku. <laughs> no, I was not burning up like in Jakku. I wasn't like I. I seriously got more excited over like looking back. I got more excited over the trailer than I did for the actual movie. Like, when I saw that trailer, I was actually, like, tearing up and going, like, oh, my God, like, there's Han Solo. And, like, I'm not even a big Star Wars fan. But, like, just, like, at some point in every person's childhood, you watch Star Wars and you just have these characters in you. And seeing, you know, Han again and Chewie again, it, it elicits a reaction. It, it, it's so funny, like, you and I had the exact opposite uh, feeling about, like, trailer versus movie. So, like, when we when we did that episode where we reviewed the trailer, I was like... Yeah, the oh, very oh. first teaser. Yeah, I was like, I'm going to say something kind of controversial, guys, but I think that uh, the Star Wars movies aren't really that good. And that maybe the Star Wars universe is better than the Star Wars films. And I was kind of, like, hesitant to say that. But, like, so be- leading up to this, I was sort of... I, I was I was excited because I wanted to see it, but I wasn't excited like everybody else was. Like as I said, I didn't buy my ticket until Saturday. Like I, yeah, I I, I didn't, didn't buy, buy my, my ticket until I walked up and was like, oh, I don't know how they, this works because it's four in the morning. Yeah, so so like I I I w- was was excited to see it, but I wasn't like, oh my god, Star Wars, I got to see it. But um, the I found out about. Uh, a little secret screening of the despecialized versions of the original trilogy and was attending uh, screenings of A New Hope and Empire Strikes Back leading up to when I decided to go see this film. And, uh, you know, I, I, I went to see it and the trailers didn't do a whole lot for me. I was mostly watching the trailers and going like, yeah, I get it, guys, Star Wars. It's super awesome. Yeah, we're home, chewy, blah, blah, blah. Um, but I watched the film and like, the, the the first scene right after they're like Chewie were home and they're in there and um uh you know Harrison Ford is talking about the ship and like 
like uh, Ray is all she's like wait you're Han Solo this is the Millennium Falcon and like instant tears poured out of my face and I was like what is happening what is happening to me and then like four seconds later when she's like Luke Skywalker I thought he was a myth I'm like ah oh, tears dude I I wanted that from this movie but it left me stone-faced like, like I thought for oh. sure I was gonna like I was just not gonna help myself when the when the logos came up in the beginning, but even then I was like, oh, well, here it is, finally. I, it and makes... even at the end when we have Han Solo dying, I was just like, oh, well, here, here's, that's here's, how inevitable, I guess. Here's the one thing, is for some reason I didn't react as much to Han Solo dying. Maybe it was because I, at that point I was like, well, that's the only thing that can happen. Yeah, I mean, well, or, I had a maybe, feeling they were going to in do my that. head I was so taken out and going like, oh, well, kudos to them for having the balls to kill Han Solo. No, I mean, like, I, had a, I had a feeling they were going to go there because I feel like the only way they could convince Harrison Ford to come back is to be like, we're going to kill you off. Like, I, you're not going to have to come back anymore. I almost felt like... This is the way I imagine this symbiosis between the actor and the character in which like he's like, look, guys, if you kill me, I will do this freaking movie. But like halfway through production, he's like, they're going to kill me. Like, I'm, I like this again. No, I mean, if you watch the interviews with Ford for this movie, he and like the one at uh, the panel at Comic-Con, like he legitimately seems happy to be back playing Han Solo. I mean, he's usually he's been notoriously like like not poo poo but like he doesn't want to talk about star wars but i think he finally realized like how much it means to people well that's what i mean i still thought like like, i still thought that he would you know they would kill him off just because i mean they're gonna hand it over anyway so yeah yeah, i i just feel like in a way that like maybe if he knew if he felt now about the reinvigorated star wars like or if he felt then what he may feel now he would have hoped to not be killed off yeah yeah um but but i I do think that one of the there are a lot of positives in the movie for sure and one of the big ones is that harrison ford is still a fucking badass (laughs) like he if you thought like oh harrison ford he's grumpy blah 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 it's like no he still has it like the second he comes back on screen after the Chewie were home, because weirdly that in the context of the movie just felt weird. Like it just felt like pose for the trailer because that'll be awesome. <laughs> yeah, it does a little bit. Um, but after that, he so seamlessly slips back into that character. Oh yeah. Yeah. That you just can't help, but in, like he's holding the movie together a lot of the times, I think. Because I, I, like, he has I, a he has a huge part in this, and it's like a it's actually this movie is like a send off to him. Yeah, yeah. It, it, it he, he is the Paul Walker. <laughs> oh, whoa! <laughs> shit! Dark. Uh, at the end of this film. <laughs> just, but dude, I, he, I teared up at the end of Furious Seven in the tribute, and nothing in Star Wars. Well, Furious they, 7, a movie that I didn't even like any of the other Furious movies. Well, I, I actually I actually heard that when 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 he's falling off the catwalk, they were going to play See You Again, <laughs> but they were worried that it would lead to speculation that he's not dead yet. <laughs> so that would have been pretty awesome. Although you know what was pretty awesome was Adam Driver going Thank you. And then pushing him off. It's like, that's <laughs> some cold like, shit. My, my favorite part of the movie when he's like, he's like, I just killed Han Solo and now I'm going to eat nachos. <laughs> oh, 
Okay, well, here's the other positive I think about this movie. The villains are way cooler than the good guys. <laughs> I'm you're, totally all on you're Team all, Dark over here. All you're doing is describing anything. Like, everybody always wants to be Sith. Well, actually, not everybody, just me. <laughs> I mean, Darth Maul was the coolest in Phantom Menace, and they f***ing killed him off. Lame. Yeah, um, well. But... Come on, we got Adam Driver. We've got our we got our boys, Adam Driver and Donald Gleason. <laughs> Donald Gleason. And we got we got we got Breen of Tarth in a stormtrooper costume. <laughs> I, I I feel like she's so wasted in this film. Like there's she was pretty the, wasted, but, but I mean basic, she's basically, cool. Basically, if you don't recognize her voice, you would have no clue. You'd be like, wow, there's a really tall stormtrooper. Yeah, I mean she's wasted like a lot of things in this movie, but. Uh, um she's wasted like all the garbage in the trash compactor <laughs> call back zing and then we you know we got like andy circus as like a prometheus god or some shit yeah i don't uh that 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 i, I would okay that my, is actually a negative i think the, the best part the best part about the big <laughs> dark house of ren guy or whatever he is like like the my the best part about his existence is when he dematerialized and i realized it was a hologram because i was like oh no they better not be pulling some fucking marvel universe dude giant he was totes a hologram God. the whole time <laughs> yeah, yeah but i but i mean like it i just i was hoping that it wasn't like i knew it was a projection but like i until he dematerialized as a projection, I was wondering why he was so... Like, I knew he wasn't actually present, but I was worried that he was that size. But then, like, once I saw it dematerialize, I was like, oh, no, they always projected the person super big. Yeah. Except well, it was see, usually just their head. That was... That was that whole character was weird because... So, the other good positive of this is that JJ... JJ took it back. He went... He threw it back old school... And we've got a ton of tactile, practical things in this movie. And the fact that he that he explicitly went and did a lot of the monsters and stuff practically. And then all of a sudden we've got Circus as this Prometheus god. And he's like the dumbest looking. Like, why couldn't you just do like him in makeup or in his mocap suit or whatever sitting in a chair and just have it be you know you know him looks supersized and versus you know what i mean like the, him, why him looks supersized the, <laughs> but they could have done it they could have easily done it or just had a projection of him and made it look like you know uh do visual tricks to make it seem like he's this giant figure on his throne or whatever it, it, it's the fact of... that they went cg for that was like so weird and then the fact that they they did mocap for uh lupita nyong'o's character the little midget yellow midget person <laughs> whoa, 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 whoa. little alien is what they're called sorry uh, this pc principal is gonna pull me over um but <laughs> you keep uh, talking i'm gonna go crush some poon <laughs> <laughs> i did not like the references to midgets <laughs> Uh, developmentally inclined is <laughs> Guys, what... did you know that some aliens are marginalized? <laughs> <laughs> Anyways. Anyway, why couldn't they just have her in, like, yellow makeup? Why did she <laughs> have to be a little tiny... Why... <laughs> you know what I mean. Why couldn't she yeah. look like, you know... Uh, why couldn't she be like Zoe Saldana in Guardians of the Galaxy, but yellow instead of green? Yeah, no, I, I mean, I... I... 
I don't see a reason why not to, other than that they have a, they need to make anybody who's wise a little alien, <laughs> like a, a very, very small. Like they thought, well, Yoda was wise, so we yeah, should have like, another like, little we can make alien as person. Yoda, but uh, he was green. We'll make her yellow. Yeah, that and was, then, uh, I did yeah. not like that. Talk about wasting an actor. <laughs> Uh yeah, her for sure. I think she was the most. She was more wasted than than uh, Gwendolyn Christie as Captain Phasma. Well, like it, it, okay, let's try to stick on the positive things before you before you. Uh, well, that was that was the much. positive is that JJ created a, a tactile <laughs> it was positive world. that I really hated the well, Kamada character. <laughs> I, I went from a positive to the negative, and the fact that like he created a tactile world, and then all of a sudden we've got Andy Circus and. And Lupita in, in you know, mocap stuff where it's like they could have easily not been. Yeah. And then the other thing was the the scene on the, uh, well, it wasn't the Falcon, when they're on like that whatever ship, when they first meet Han and Chewie and there's those like creature things that are chasing around. Yeah, yeah. The that raptor, looked like raptor it was stars or whatever. Yeah. And like the dudes from the raid just show up for no reason. You're like, this yeah, seems, like, what, what this seems rec- like a completely different scene, like tone and feeling or tone-wise, it just felt like a from a different movie. When they showed up, I was like, oh, yeah, we're going to get some crazy, weird, like, <laughs> Indonesian fighting going on here on the ship. And then, like, they just run and go, ah! And that was it. I was kind of sad about that. How hilarious would it have been if they start busting out some raid moves and Han Solo just shoots both of them? <laughs> and this is like a, <laughs> like like a little crossover callback? <laughs> yeah. That would be pretty awesome. That would have been, I would have been like, all right, slow clap for you jj yeah well but before you get before you start jumping into too much negative stuff i do want us to say say my my quick little piece about the film because like as i as i was as, as i was starting to say like i walked into this film not necessarily being that excited and and basically for me what this film turned out to be is this movie it, I'm, I'm gonna start throwing out some comparisons then you're gonna like shoot me in the face like across Uh-oh. space and time but uh this movie is the toy story 3 of Star Wars, it is the Muppets reboot of Star Wars, where Whoa. it convinced me so much that I loved a property that I didn't realize I loved how much I do love it. It like there are things you could complain about, but this film is so good <laughs> that I don't even feel the need. Like like you, you know me, I I am I am the master of world building like if a yes. film just like fails at world building at all i'm just like oh god this is stupid this film starts with like eh, just some stuff happened and then luke's gone and then like here's some new characters like i should be complaining that this film doesn't I'm have enough world you're building. Not picking out every plot hole in this movie if and, there are any i don't even know and and you would think i would but you know what i can't because i love this film too much like this film seriously like I teared up more times at this film than I have like in the combined total of all the films I've seen this year. And that might on its own not mean that much, except for the fact that I like tear up at movies all the time. I tear up at like goofy movie. (laughs) Well, that movie is a classic. So (laughs) true, true. But like this, oh, like I like on the one sense, like even the fact that this is basically just a a retelling of of a new hope yeah (laughs) yeah i could look at that and go like oh that's kind of dumb but like i still am torn between the idea of whether that's the most brilliant thing they could have possibly done like hey we want to reboot star wars but we can never just reboot star wars what if we just did the story of star wars again 
but with different characters. <laughs> and it's like, what? That makes zero sense. But well, in the context I, I mean, of the film, they it kinda, works so brilliantly. It's perfect. It's I mean, perfect. they, they kind of took a page out of, uh, from what, I mean, obviously they didn't really copy it, but since it came out this year, uh, Jurassic World did similar things where it was essentially a reboot and a sequel. Um, because a lot of what happens in Jurassic World happened in Jurassic Park. Yeah, and- but it's a little bit different between because in, in Jurassic Park, it's just like, oh, yeah, we think we're invincible. Oh, turns out we're not. This is like, okay, so we're, we're on a desert planet. We're going to give a droid of plans to a thing that we're going to go try to join some people, learn a little bit about the Force, and then try to destroy that ball-shaped thing. Like, yeah, it's, yeah, yeah. It's no, no, beat I know. by beat the same film. But I, they both act in the same way where they're essentially a reboot and a sequel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, because they're they're trying to start a new trilogy. I mean, I will say that uh, this is way better than Jurassic World for sure. Oh, yeah, by, um, by far. Yeah, uh, and obviously this movie succeeded where Jurassic World failed miserably in the sense that they gave the people who loved the original Star Wars they gave they gave them what they wanted out of Star Wars, which is the feeling of it being Star Wars, you know, like there are some, there are some moments in this movie that look like they could have been from the first, from a new hope. Here, here, here's the thing. I'm not is, saying story wise. I'm just saying like, look wise. No, no, no. But like, it could have been from like, the seventies. Feel wise. Th- this. Okay. So before I saw this film, like I've been like when they announced that Ryan Johnson was going to be writing eight, I was super excited and I was like, I don't care if like seven is trash. Like I'm very excited for what eight will turn out to be because like, how could it not be awesome? This movie, the seven feels so much perfectly insertable and as a cohesive unit with the original trilogy that I am now scared for Ryan Johnson's film. Well, not, see- because, not because I think it'll be bad, but I think it won't feel the way this one does. This one feels exactly the same as the original trilogy even even from the context of like the, like where scenes don't feel like they gracefully cut between each other it's just like oh meanwhile over on this planet like that that sort of like feeling that the original trilogy had things were like we just want to get a nice establishing shot of this little hut so we're going to have the character park 50 yards away from where she's going and drag heavy ass shit all the way to where she's going even though she could pull all the way there just because we want a pretty establishing shot of this little like desert thing like i don't know there's little tiny like touches this like remember when we reviewed uh super eight yeah. And we were talking about how, like, Super 8 was, like, J.J. Abrams' love letter to Steven Spielberg and, like, right. E.T. and stuff like that. Which essentially this... has the same ending as E.T. <laughs> yeah. But, like, this feels, this feels like he just did that again. Like, he is just doing this love letter. Like, he is, he, instead of, like, the the prequel films, they almost feel like somebody who didn't know a lot about Star Wars made a fan version of Star Wars. Yeah, this feels like somebody who really got Star Wars made a fan film about Star Wars, but happened to have the licensing and all the characters to be able to use and the actors from the original series. Well, I like, mean, there's obviously a lot of passion in the movie. I yeah, mean, yeah, JJ yeah. is obviously he's admitted that he's a giant Star Wars fan. Yeah. And you can see it for sure. Um, unlike Star Trek Into Darkness, where you're like, why the f*** did you just remake Star Trek 2? <laughs> um, 
they're completely different because well, he, you he, you could argue just... that they're the same thing. Like they, they you know like he essentially remade a New Hope, but at least in this. You're like, well, I get where they're going, so I well, well, just remember it. that he, he split the timeline, so the timeline he split the movies into, there wasn't a Star Trek 2. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so true. He, so he made it. Yeah, it was still dumb, though. Um, <laughs> we are in the darkest timeline. You know what? You know what's controversial, though? Because everyone online is shitting all over it. But Star Trek Beyond, the trailer that they released, yeah. looks awesome. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I, don't, I have no problem with it. I don't know why Dude, people are so pissed. It looks like... It looks like a Power Rangers movie. Like, it looks like a sequel to Power Rangers the movie. Like, I'm excited. It looks like a Thor 2 scenario. I, which, I mean, I, I like Thor 2 better than Thor 1. Yeah. Uh, I'm, 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 I'm excited But for everyone it. hates cool. it because, they, because the, the way that that looks isn't Star Trek. You know what people really hate, Carson? Is people spending any time during their Star Wars review talking about <laughs> Star Trek. Hey, we got Star, okay? We got the Star part. Yes, and anyway. in Star Trek, there are wars that take place in space. Th- yes, exactly. And they're also probably in galaxies far, far and away. And they were also directed by J.J. Abrams. Just because, just because uh, Star Wars has no Delta Quadrant doesn't mean that uh, there you know can't what? be any sort of love between the two films. Simon Pegg is in both of them, so there you go. Did you, did you, not, you, not in a substantial role, and he's unidentifiable I know, in he's that role. The, yeah, whatever, but still. It's it's the most it's the most Easter egg you can possibly be where it's like oh yeah you know that guy who you would never possibly guess was this character that was that guy. Well, I I would say that the Daniel Craig one was more Easter eggy. Yeah, but the Daniel Craig one maybe you could possibly get <laughs> like I mean maybe I don't know. like if you knew beforehand. I, I, I knew I knew beforehand. I think the Game of Thrones I, trick is trick is even an Easter egg, <laughs> and she's she she's no, actually credited. She has no identifiable part in the film, dude. That was that was kind of stupid. Oh, bring down the shields, dude. That was stupid because she's awesome on Game of Thrones, and she's serious. <laughs> I thought they wasted her in Mockingjay Part Two, but she gets even more of the shaft. <laughs> Wait, what did she do in Mockingjay? Part yeah, exactly, two? exactly. She was the she had one scene where she was like the commander and she basically just stood around a map and they were like, oh, there's things here that could kill us. And she's like, yes. And then that was it. Maybe they'll bring her back in in eight and there'll be a great fight between her and Finn. Well, she's supposed to come back in the next one. Okay, that's been confirmed. But like she should. I don't know. I I guess because like stormtroopers don't take off their helmets. So I mean, because it could it could literally be anybody in there. She could have just been like done the voice after the fact, but yeah, I don't know. Yeah, she well, didn't. She, yeah, but who, who knows? Maybe she didn't. No, I know she didn't, but uh, I mean, they could. I, I don't know. It's just it's a waste. But uh, I don't know even know what I was saying. I think I, I was gonna <laughs> say that this is, and this is something. If you've listened for a while, this is something that usually Chris would say. Um, <laughs> is that I. After this, movie, wish this was a television series. This is gonna be like my Iron Man three suit theory. Um, so I actually am looking forward to episode eight a lot more because of well, one, I think Ryan Johnson is a much stronger writer and director than J.J. Abrams. Not knocking J.J. Abrams, but I do think that they chose him to do this first one for a reason. Because I, this is just my personal theory, is that 
they brought in JJ because JJ is very good at creating the nostalgia and the excitement of previous movies and, you know, doing his best to emulate Spielberg and probably better than actual Spielberg. <laughs> at this point in his career, at least. At this point in time. But I mean, JJ is good at doing that and he brings a lot of energy to the table. And I yeah. think that they wanted to, again, have this movie serve as a, a reboot and a sequel and, and sort of reintroduce everybody uh, to a new audience and introduce these new characters. Um, and then I hope, I'm hoping that episode eight, they bring in Ryan Johnson because he is a very unique person. Like he has a unique vision. Yeah, and I yeah. think that he is going to put his stamp on episode eight and make it something that I kind of wanted out of this movie, which was something a little more original than just, hey guys, we're back in the Death Star and there's a lot of other stuff. But I, I'm just saying... <laughs> no, some, it's not the Death Star, it's like the Death it's a, Apocalypse. It's, it's a Death Planet, okay? <laughs> what um, was but, the name of it? It was so hilarious what they called it. I forget what it was. I don't even know. It was uh, the Third Reich or something. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> that's why Donald That's why Donald Gleason was up there giving his Hitler speech. That was a highlight, died, for sure. He was like, I... I have one testicle. The amount to strive, Republic. <laughs> he was really, he was really going for it in that scene. <laughs> it was not, it was not springtime for Hitler over there. <laughs> it was springtime for for General Hux. Yeah. But, but anyway, I, so I'm just hoping that in episode eight we're gonna get something that is, uh, and and. I, I will say that as a person who hates looking ahead to the to the next installment because it hasn't even been made yet, so we don't even know um, how it's going to turn out. But that's at least just what I hope. Well, and, the one and, thing and, we can hope for is Looper cameos and uh, Brick cameos <laughs> and Brothers Bloom cameos. You know, well, there was a photo of JGL at the premiere of Star Wars, and he was dressed as Yoda. But it was like the, it was like it was like the most terrible Yoda, but also like the best Yoda at the same time. <laughs> it was like a metaphorical Yoda where he wasn't actually dressed as Yoda; he was just wearing enough pieces that no, made he you was think like, Yoda. He was like he was like in green makeup. He was in like green face, but then he was wearing like a bathrobe. It was hilarious, <laughs> and I was like, "This is this is a this is foreshadowing. This is a teaser right here." For episode eight. <laughs> nice. Anyway, but no, I'm hoping that I'm hoping that episode eight will. Uh... It's so funny because a friend of mine was like, "They're totally. It's totally going to be like the the original trilogy where the first one is is I. I mean, it's good. I, I mean, you know, New Hope is is great, but New Hope and then Empire is the best, and then Return of the Jedi is not the greatest because. Colin Trevorrow is doing episode nine who did Jurassic World and I just I lost all faith in him after Jurassic World sorry but but it, so. it's, it's still being still being written by Ryan Johnson right uh, or no I heard that he might be also writing nine but that I could think be. he is yeah okay. I don't know yeah, I think he might be, but I mean, he's not directing, so yeah, yeah. But so he, but he gets to start writing and direct one, and then he at least his story will I carry on. I think he right? just might be doing like a treatment for nine. Okay. Yeah. Well, it says screenplay. Oh, story treatment. Okay. 
Yeah. So were you 4K looking up on IMDb? I was looking up on IMDb. <laughs> if you can hear my uh mouse, my mouse padless mouse scratching against the my desk. I'm so I'm so awesome at tech. Anyway. <laughs> yeah, so 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 Star Wars, like I I genuinely like I like like I said, like I there there I drove out of my way so I could get a good seat. I watched the film I came back and like immediately, you know, I put on <laughs> some podcast talking about the film. Like by the time I got home, I was like, there's got to be another theater somewhere with a good seat, right? Like I just wanted to see it again. And um, yeah, yeah I like mean, I, 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 twice I'll, in one I'm day. Not, it just balling, dude. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I paid $40 to watch this goddamn movie <laughs> twice in one day. What you mean you didn't use your movie pass? You can't movie pass when you're buying tisk, a ticket tisk. that's like 40 miles away. That's why you show up at four in the morning when no one's there. <laughs> but you just re- reminded me that I can movie pass and see this film again. That is true. Um, I cannot, but I would be up for seeing it again. Um, also because the one theater near me, the Vista, down the street, is the only theater in town or in the state that i know of that's playing it on 35 millimeter so jj abrams personally requested them to show it on 35 millimeter the format in which it was shot so that's the thing that i care about (laughs) that is something that i i might just to be like well i saw it in the way it was intended i guess this this, me and car this is me and carson running down the street to go watch star wars and then he goes how about we take this? And I go, that piece of junk? No. And I point to the real D projection and we're running towards <laughs> that. And then a TIE fighter blows it up and I go, okay, we'll watch the junk version. And then the real D projector breaks down <laughs> and you're like, oh shit. And they try and like rewind it, but then they end up, you know, going too far. And it's like, oh shit, Han just died. <laughs> so did, I, you, I, did I, you hear about that? <laughs> no, I did not. <laughs> so like at the arc light in Hollywood here, they... It was like a Friday night show, I guess, and the projector died. The the digital projector died. And so you're then, the force was not strong with the arc light. Dude, they were running this movie so much that it just had enough. It was like I can't do it anymore. <laughs> um <laughs> I'm that was the projector saying no more. Um and and uh yeah, so they re they restarted it and then like toggled to where they thought it was going to be, but then they ended up going too far. And then people were like, ah, oh, no, I don't know <laughs> if they actually, I don't know if they actually toggled to the point where Han died, but they went too far and they, apparently people were covering their eyes. Cause there was some kind of spoiler. I don't know. The best would be if they like missed the scene where, uh, uh, <laughs> Professor Snoke, or whatever his name is, <laughs> if, if, yeah. If that guy was like, he's like, he's with your father, Han Solo, and they they missed that part, and at the end was like Ben. They're like, why the f- did he call him Ben? His his name's <laughs> Kylo, and then they're like, oh, f- what? They're like, oh shit. But yeah, that that happened. So, but you know, if you had a film print, you could just easily assess the problem and just you'd be good to go. You know, like <laughs> bulbs and mechanical stuff still works, whether it's you know digital or it's uh, a thirty-five millimeter, right? You, That's those, true. Those projectors can still break down. They, they, everything can break. Yeah, yeah. I will say my the, my first showing the 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 
I there there I found one theater with just one seat left that was reserved, and it happened to be a D box theater. Oh gosh! So I my first experience watching the movie was in D box. Was having your ass pounded, which which <laughs> <laughs> by a chair. Uh, it was right. <laughs> it, it, it was vibrating right in my Kylo Rand. Okay, okay. So I did their rend, like, I, end, I get like, it. like the butt. Yes. Um, but no, I, I turned Kylo the Kylo wrecked him. Yeah, I, I <laughs> damn near killed him. <laughs> but I, I turned the D box. I turned the D all the way down on my box. And... <laughs> you, you're like, I want as less D as possible in my yes. box. Can I get the D-less box, please? <laughs> um, but uh, I was in, the seat I chose was right behind the space that is normally uh, reserved for people in a wheelchair, um, which nobody was there. So I had like, my feet up in stirrups like I was giving birth and then like <laughs> man my, you went full you went all out I went I went I went full you had open. a child by the time the movie was over um but no the experience it, it was kind of funny like the whole movie I kept thinking like this D-Box thing's pretty dumb but the second time I watched the movie like when when I didn't feel the impact of certain moments I was kind of like oh I kind of missed that like uh. I don't miss the moving that was dumb but like for instance when uh when Ray is like sitting down with her fake pilot's helmet on mm. and she hears BB-8 for the first time. And he's like, oh, no, I'm being captured in the net. And she runs and grabs her little staff. Mm-hmm. Like in D-Box, when she grabs the staff, there's like a pfft, like she grabs it. And you're like, oh, shit. Yeah, you can she's feel upset. the staff in you. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you feel the staff right in your D-Box end. Um, but when it happened in the real D projection, she was just like, oh, I'm going to get the staff. And it was like, oh, okay, that's cool. Yeah, like there, there are certain moments you're longing that, like, for that D. Yeah, I wanted the D. Yeah, that's, so once you go D box, you never go knee box, knee <laughs> yeah. box. All I know is I paid eight extra dollars to see that goddamn movie in D box <laughs> projection, and oh, uh, dear. there was elements to it that I kind of miss. So. Well, uh, I have never uh, had the experience of D box because I'm not an idiot, but. Uh, <laughs> Wait, it, it, it was the it was the closest theater that had a seat that was left, and the no, seat was I actually know. a really I just, good I, spot. Like I, I, they installed D box at like the Chinese theater, and they had like the little, uh, uh, like the preview seats, like little seats you can test out in the lobby. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and I did that, and was like, I could never watch a whole movie like this. Yeah. This is just annoying. Though it is kind of it is kind of cool when like you're in the Millennium Falcon, it's taking off, and it's doing some crazy maneuvers, and in your periphery, you can see the people in the seats next to you, like, sh- like they're flying along with you. Like there's, <laughs> so there's it's some- like you're on Star Tours. Yeah, yeah, there's something kind of cool about it. Like, it's, it's really dumb. I would never recommend anybody pay money to go see it in D-Box. No, But there were yeah. some things that I will never be able to get back that I kind of was like, you know what, that is kind of kind of fun. I kind of kind of kind of liked it. Yeah, I mean, at least you didn't go see the final destination in 3D D box because no. I had a friend do that in 3D box. Yeah, and I, we, me and a couple other buddies, never let him live that down. We're like, remember when you went and saw the fourth Final Destination <laughs> movie in D box by yourself? Yeah, guys, it was great. I got a free ticket out of it. Yeah, but it doesn't that- cover D box. In that case, the D stood for douche. The D, the D stood for dumb for sure. Oh, <laughs> uh, anyways, I'm yeah. just kidding. I, if you're listening, guy, I didn't mean to call you a douche. <laughs> D box is gonna write a strongly worded uh, critique on iTunes. 
That's fine. Dude, if D-Box wants to leave us a review on iTunes, I'm all for it. They can give us a one star and say we insulted their freaking technology. Yes, that is like somehow still a thing. I don't know. But anyways, you know what's cooler than D-Box? The, uh, the way they portrayed force powers in this film was f***ing badass. Like, first of all, Kylo Ren yoinking that like bolt from the blaster rifle thingamajigger in midair. Oh, in the was, beginning? was rad i'm also a huge fan of like we've seen force pushing and force choking and stuff in the other films but like when when kylo ren would like grab ray or you know grab poe or grab somebody like you really got a sense that like for a moment they were like yoinked out of whatever space they were standing in and forced into a position and like it looks so violent in such an awesome way like it's not that i want people to be hurt but it's like yeah, this isn't somebody just controlling you via your will. You know, this is somebody who is, like, using a force stronger than you to hold your body into a position you're not trying to, like, hold yourself in. That's the only way I'd want it with Adam Driver. (laughs) Well, naturally. (laughs) (laughs) But, but no, like, I, I I thought it was just super badass. I, well, everything about Kylo Ren was awesome, and I hope he returns. I hope he doesn't pull a Darth Maul and just is this is a one and done oh no there's no there's no way he does not continue on he okay so here, here's the thing right although i've heard that he's that he will i don't know like it it may have just been me being a little uh loopy uh being it so early in the morning but uh i thought for sure i was like well he's gotta be dead like that no, whole he, planet he can't, exploded he can't be. okay so here's the thing and general hux too no, 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 but like so, so Snorp or whatever it is. <laughs> Snoke, Snoke. Yeah. Snoke, yeah. American yeah. Snoper. Yeah, yeah. Snooky, <laughs> the, the, the dark lord of of all of the Sith. Gollum, uh, but, Gollum. But Snope, Snope or whatever, he, yeah. he, he says like, bring him to me so we can finish his training, right? So, and, and if you look at, you know. He's so referring what, to Kylo Ren, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But but so but was that after he was just laying there in the snow and it, it, it near was, the cliff? But it was. But if you if you look at okay, rem- remember when we had the conversation um, about Fast Six and the scene where like they're sort of taking off the plane, but they're all fighting underneath it, and we're like, there's no way that plane was hanging on the runway long enough for this scene to take place. And we eventually arrived at the conclusion that the scene was a bunch of shots taking place in like concurrent moments yeah in time. it was ha- all happening simultaneously yeah, yeah so in the film when um when you know when solo gets gets the uh the uh sword through his chest and um chewy like sets off the explosives and blows up that thing it's not until a few moments later when they cut back to the x-wings flying around in, in around the station where one of the guys goes look a new hole just opened up in that thing and the way i interpret it is that like there's a couple of those things that are all happening at the same time. They're, it's not happening in that order. So that scene where they're having the conversation where he says, bring him to me, they could have already left and been heading out to try to find him and grabbed him up before the planet blows up. Either way, here, here's what I'm, what I'm thinking. I think the people who don't think that Rey is Luke's daughter are insane people. Um, I think she's clearly his daughter, but... Earlier on in the scene, this is one of the things you get from watching the film twice, is uh, when he's first trying to get in, when Kylo Ren is first trying to get inside of Rey's head, he is like, oh, so lonely. I can see you at night. I can see your dreams. I see the water. I see the island. That island clearly being the home of the first Jedi and mm. where, where she goes to at the end of the film. So I think Kylo Ren is alive. I think he maybe doesn't know it yet, but he knows the location of 
where they went to because, well, because he saw it when he was in her head. I think he's eventually going to figure out what's going on. And I think that he has to continue on in the stories. And I think he is still the big bad moving forward, at least on the side. And maybe he gets redeemed in the end, maybe not. But I think that he, I, th- I think it's not the last we have seen of Adam Driver's character. Well, Kylo I mean, I Ren hope so. going to be a big part. I, I hope so, because, I mean, I like that character a lot. Uh, like I said, I mean, I like I like the villains a lot. Um, and, and the people who think that Rey and Kylo are somehow like twins are just insane people. There's no way yeah, that's Yeah, I don't think truth. they're, yeah. I, I do agree that I think that she's Luke's daughter, but I don't think she's not related to. Yeah. I mean, well, they would be, I guess, technically related. They'd be like cousins, right? Yes, yes, it yeah. Is. But no, I don't think they're like brother and sister. Yeah, yeah, they're, they're, it, would, it just wouldn't, it wouldn't make sense. Like, there's no, there's nothing. I, you know, again, we're like speculating about a movie that hasn't happened yet. But I, I'd say that's a pretty safe bet. Yeah, I, I, I will say, I kind of. I'm I'm taking that for granted right now, and I kind I know that they wanted to do like what the original trilogy did, where it's like in one movie we find out that Vader's the father, and then in the next movie we find out that Leia's the sister. Yeah. But I feel like they didn't need to split it across two films here. You know, like well, they could have yeah. at the end of this film. <laughs> I mean, it would have been really dumb if the last line of the movie was like Ray. My daughter. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I did like that when Mark Hamill finally shows up at the end, he doesn't say anything. Yeah, no, no, I, I, I that, that, that ending was but another time. But he still time got where, second like, bill. Cha-ching, mother that, that, that ending shot, like, when she, like, pulls out the saber was, like, another time where just, like, water shot out of my face, like, uncontrollably. Like, my eyes were the Death Star and just water was the explosion of the sun's, like, power. Uh, but yeah, I'm glad that uh, I'm glad they did that. And also, uh, well, that this the thing is that like there obviously was a story in mind for all three original Star Wars movies, but yeah. they at least all felt at least a New Hope did. It felt self-contained, like it felt standalone. Um, and in this, it just feels like, well, we know you're going to see the next one. Like, it feels very, <laughs> it feels very Marvel-y, you know, where you're like, oh, well, wait till you see the next one. That's but why, I, that also kind of bothered me. Or I was just like, really? We're going to end on a cliffhanger, like literal but, cliffhanger. But I, I don't, <laughs> nice. But but I, I don't think it's too cliffhanger-y because all the other, like the original trilogy, it was very, like, like I mean, take a look at freaking empire strikes back which is the best yeah of the original well, that, i mean trilogy. that is the middle but movie the, the... but 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 that that film ends like the middle of a series like that film ends with like oh well now should we go after the bad guy like well, i got a new I hand feel like, like i feel it, like it's... by then when that movie when empire came out they knew they were obviously going to make another one because it was so popular i feel like when the when the first star wars came out nobody had no idea what it was they had no idea if it was going to be a hit or not so there is there is some self con containment there you know yeah 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 but but i but i think this what this film does that is better than like what a marvel film was do what what would do is a marvel films ends and they tack on something that explains that like oh yeah Yeah, yeah, these crystal thingies and junk this is very much like this is the start that like this film acts as a pilot episode for a show where like maybe if you were watching it on like an amazon pilot season 
preview thing where like there doesn't exist a series yet. You could watch it as one standalone story, but you also know that it's this like the end of this film is the beginning of the next story. Like it 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 doesn't feel like it feels like you know it's starting something, but if films never existed, like in a weird, bizarre world where this didn't make the most money of ever film ever on opening weekend, and for some reason they decided not to make more, it would it still feels a comp- like you could extrapolate out what happens next in a way. Yeah, I mean, like, I guess, but there's obviously stuff that they knew that was going to continue on into the next movie. I yeah, mean, yeah, like, yeah. you don't even know. I mean. We know, but they don't really give you the fate of Finn. He just got, you know, t- <laughs> he got super tased by a saber, got sh- his back shredded up, and then it was just yeah, kind of like, he, he was, oh, he was protected I'll see you by again. Poe's jacket. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, okay. Here's now we're back around to the other great positive of this movie. Um, Kylo Ren obviously is a great character, but Poe Dameron. Oscar Isaac, Bro Dameron is <laughs> is a f-ing awesome character. I wanted more Oscar Isaac, and never have I loved Oscar Isaac more than as Bro Dameron in Star Wars: The Force Awakens. He he is amazing because he is he's not just these like he should be the douchebag of the Star Wars universe, right? Where he's just like, oh wow, awesome pilot. But he's so charismatic and so go other people. Like he's like, yeah, you did awesome. Yeah, love you. Like he, he's like he sh- like on paper he's a total douchebag, but he oozes charisma so much that you're like, oh f- dude, I would make out with that guy. He has the yeah, he has the best hair out of everybody in a cast full of great hair, for sure. Um, it's just like so like flow when he runs over to John. Boyega and he's just like oh man great you got my jacket I'll keep it bro he's like it looks good on you bro he's like all right we're gonna go kill everybody it's it's so funny too because it's like their scenes together feel like somebody was on was like trying to pull like an Edgar Wright thing where you just like fast edit everything together Dude, or like they or have like a situ- <laughs> it's like a situation where they're like okay look here's the deal we have four scenes to shoot and we literally have four minutes of film left and that's all we have in the budget can you guys just do your lines really fast and in one take they nailed everything perfectly and there's no editing that has to be done like that's the way it feels in a way I almost feel like the fact that Oscar Isaac is on screen so little is because the energy that he brings would have just completely overrided the entire movie. <laughs> like I, like I was, I was like legit mad when he disappeared for like the middle of the movie and then he came back at the end, but it wasn't enough. I was like, I want more, I want more Poe, bro. Like, come on. Okay. So, so in, in the scene where like, where like the, the X-Wings come to rescue everybody and everybody's fighting down and then freaking Finn looks up and he's like, Whoa! Yeah, that's some good pilot. That pilot must be awesome. <laughs> like, <laughs> like he didn't know that was Poe at the time, right? Oh, he, he was knew. just really excited Dude, to see somebody the, who could fly well. He had the bro sense and knew it was him <laughs> for sure. Like the the scene where they where they escape in the Tie Fighter is like that's the scene where you were talking about how they're just like okay, we only have like ten feet of film left, so yeah, make yeah. it fast, make it snappy. Um, yeah, that scene was almost just like, that was like drinking, you know, that was like putting all the, the stoke from 7-Eleven into your coffee. <laughs> That's what turns you into the dark side later, right? 
Too much, too like, much hey, stoke. Hey, who are you? I'm Finn. Uh, I'm F F two nine four nine seven zero. I'm gonna call you Finn, bro. He's like, all right, cool, nice to meet you. Pew 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 pew. He's like, I'm too, I'm too busy being charismatic. I can't come up with a better name. I'll just combine the two letters in your name. <laughs> yeah, uh-huh. yeah, and uh, yeah. I mean, for 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 as like for the basically the main characters not getting a whole lot to do the actors do okay with it like (laughs) oscar isaac comes out the best but john boyega and daisy ridley i think are are totally fine but i just don't think they're given much to do um and we know that john boyega is a very good actor because in attack the block he is a completely different person (laughs) yeah as, as moses as moses you know yeah uh so it's just I, I i just hope that there's stronger there's just more stuff for them to do in the, in the next one i mean and obviously, obviously there, there will be though there have to be there's at least one less actor for them to play against in the next <laughs> film yeah it's so, a well that's why i feel like they gave oscar isaac smaller screen time because this was essentially harrison ford's movie and he pretty much was the show for a bulk of it well so so here's here's the thing is is i so i i'm fine with them having the balls to kill off harrison ford but the one thing that really makes me sad about that is not that he's gone i really 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 love the han solo ray interactions like them being like this great match together where like it's the first person he's seen that's really sort of impressed him with their knowledge of like how ships work and like shit like that and then the way that she like instantly looks at him like oh like this guy is super awesome and like i this is this smug like the scene where like uh where where finn is like he's like oh you mean the general and she's like no the smuggler <laughs> like what are you talking about like i love their interaction so much and it makes me sad that we're not going to get any of that going forward because well we can't yeah. unless well, for I- some reason like somebody flew down the hole and found him and like (laughs) brought him back to life or something i mean he had great interaction with john boyega too where he kept he kept putting him down for like not being as badass so you just kept all right big deal he kept calling (laughs) him big deal that that was funny but i mean like harrison ford was doing like most of the heavy lifting in those situations no but i mean he had good interaction with the both of them i mean harrison ford has fucking chemistry with a walking carpet like (laughs) <laughs> that is that's hard to do like i mean the fact that he could him that's, and chewy that's that's not a way to talk about leia <laughs> whoa <laughs> i'm just i'm just kidding the rib shot there sorry carrie fisher uh well carrie fisher still looks good no yeah i i just wanted to say that because yes, that on was paper, uh that, that was joke, a reversal that joke worked out <laughs> that was a reversal there um it's called the comedy <laughs> Yes, we try. <laughs> the um, farce is strong with this one. <laughs> the, yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And, and I meant farce as in, you know, joke, not as in like a racist way to say farce. <laughs> as, as in farcical. <laughs> yes. Anyways. <clears throat> but yeah, I mean, come on. He's got chemistry with Chewie, with a guy in a in a Wookiee costume. Yeah. Um, and, I mean, and also, come on, how, how hard did you laugh when they're standing there and Harrison Ford goes like, "Oh, you're cold!" Like, really? <laughs> <laughs> that was pretty good. In the in the the line delivery that only Harrison Ford can do. Obviously, that was not a 
yeah. good impression, but yeah. And it, it was, it, it, you were even like too excited. It was more like, oh, you're cold. <laughs> like, no, but he, he like yells it though. He's, he's, you know, getting like angry. Yeah. 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 But not, I, I don't know. And then, like and, I then, said, like, it's and then, the, like, the callback to it, like, a few moments later when they're going up in the elevator and just Chewie just hands him his jacket, which he threw in the elevator when they first got in. That was cool. I like that. Yeah. Well, it's funny that, uh, you know, I, I laughed because so when they first show up and you're like, are you Han Solo? And he's like, I used to be. Um, I thought that was funny because on the Comic-Con panel, John Boyega told a story about he took Harrison Ford to a Nigerian restaurant in the UK, which is awesome. <laughs> Just be like, I'm going to take Harrison Ford out to dinner. So they, they walk into this restaurant and the owner comes up and he's like, oh, holy shit. He's like, are you Harrison Ford? And he's like, I used to be. <laughs> is that your Nigerian accent? That's how he did. That's how he did it. Yeah, that's my I... Nigerian accent. F*** you. <laughs> That's exactly, he's like, are you Harrison Ford? And he's like, is, is he's that, like, is I that used like a, to be. Is that a young Forrest Whitaker? <laughs> I wish, are you Harrison Ford? That would have been, that would be good. Dude, Forrest Whitaker is in the Star Wars spinoff, Rogue One. How, that's going to be good. It will be awesome. That's going to be good. He's like, are you going to use the phone? <laughs> I assume he's gonna, I assume he's going to be on the Death Star. So, what is your plan? <laughs> and he's like, first I want to get my daughter. <laughs> he's like, and then, and then they know, have to hang up and say good luck. You know how I can sense the force. The bagels. Somebody hand me that rubber band. The bagels. <laughs> I got to do my affectation. <laughs> yeah. Oh, so should we talk about BB-8? Uh, I guess. I mean, I, it is essentially, you know, R2-D2, but a ball. But a million times better. I guess. I mean... Like, I, I, the, the $150 BB-8 toy is not large enough and cool enough for me to want it. Like, I want the one that costs $500 that you is want the, the actual, actual one. one. I want the actual one. That they How used. How can I get that? I want that so bad. I also want it to, like, follow me, use, like, eye beacons to, like know where i am based on like my phone and stuff is that I the just... is that the black series i was in toys rs the other day and they had like a, a millennium falcon and i saw and it's it's the black series it's like it's called the black series you can get a kylo ren cross saber for like 200 dollars. that's like movie quality here, so here, and they the have thing. a bb-8 one so here, that's what here, i didn't know if you're referring to i will have to look into that but here's here's the reason why like I really want like a really nice like there's a company on Indiegogo right now that makes these custom built lightsabers where you can like design your own like hilt and everything and they're like combat ready so you can fight each other with them. And like everything I want that represents stuff in this film is like two hundred dollars and I can't buy any of them because if I buy one then there's something else that I could have bought instead for two hundred dollars and it's like it's I it, it's a paradox of choice. I I want something to help enjoy my love of this film. Well, you know what? Spoilers. Star or Star Wars. Toys R Us sells a Kylo Ren crosshaber that lights up. And my brother got it for me for Christmas because I told him to get it. <laughs> I was like, I want the Kylo Ren saber. And my so this is like before the movie even came out, right? And yeah. he was just like, he's like, I was like, you get me the Kylo Ren crosshaber and I'll get you... John Boyega's lightsaber, 
and that was the deal. And then after the movie came out, I was like, John Boyega doesn't even have a lightsaber. It's Luke's. Yeah. And I was like, and they don't make them. And then so my brother was like, <laughs> my brother was like, I don't even want it anymore. He's like, I want, <laughs> he's like, I want the fucking cross saber. <laughs> That's so awesome. He's like, I love the fact that it's like, yeah, I want John Boyega's lightsaber. Oh, he doesn't have one. Oh, I don't even want one he now. He doesn't. He literally Stupid doesn't old have Luke's one. lightsaber. No. He doesn't even want it anymore. No, he was like, he's like, get me the same one that I bought you. <laughs> I was like, all right, done. You're all, nope. <laughs> You're like, I already broke this one. Swing it around in my house. You can have it back. <laughs> Yeah, he already told me that he, like, wanted to unwrap it. <laughs> nice. Oh, anyway. But you know what I did buy, though, when I was at Disneyland the last time? Because stupid me wore a white shirt to Disneyland. And I was like, that's a bad move because I don't want to, like, sweat in it and then have, like, the sunscreen sweat stain it. So I I bought a, I bought a cross-saber shirt at the Disneyland gift shop. <laughs> and like i was like oh man like because because uh my girlfriend was like why did you pick the ugliest shirt and i was like no <laughs> this is the most troll shirt i'm gonna buy this it's awesome and it glows in the dark too nice and it's just it's just the it's like his hand holding the saber and it's all across the top and i was like i'm totally buying this i did <laughs> 26 26 dollars well spent that's actually pretty cheap for a shirt at disneyland for, yeah and a star wars shirt too but they had a whole ton of star wars this was like back in september so before the movie even came out and they had so much star wars stuff and i was just like nah this is the shirt to get because and because i'm just a troll and was like i'm gonna buy it because everyone hated it to begin with you know everybody online was like oh that's not proper like He's going to get burned on the side things. Like, whatever. It looks cool. <laughs> uh, well. It is cool. So I'm sure everyone now is like, I want a saber. I want a cross saber. Oh, yeah. If you don't want a cross saber, then you're ridiculous. I mean, that's how it That's how it always is. It comes around where it's like they hated it at first and then they love it. Ooh, hold on. Up, oh, stupid internet is breaking. Hold Uh-oh. on. Here we go. Seventy nine ninety nine. Damn it! Stupid Google services link doesn't work. <laughs> Kylo, I think this is Kylo Ren's mask. <laughs> Freaking stupid internet piece of shit. That's another thing that I saw uh, on the Black Series line is you can get Kylo Ren's mask. Yeah, that's that's what I was looking at. I love the idea of like us all hanging out and we can only afford to each get one piece of of the memorabilia. <laughs> so we're just we're just walking down the street in our heads. We're so badass. You just got for no reason. You're holding the cross saver. I got the mask on. <laughs> Steven's holding like BB-8. <laughs> we're like, that's right. What do you mean they're not printing money yet at Fuse? You're not just all like f-ing running around like Wolf of Wall Street status with the chimps and shit. Oh no! Yeah, Just, we have chimps. We have chimps. <laughs> we we blew the budget on the chimps, though. We we put the decimal in the wrong place. <laughs> it's just it's just insane. Oh well, there you go. Anyway, oh, but you know you know what I did like though. Go actually in the movie, not toy related, but uh, um, I thought I thought Adam Driver was more intimidating unmasked, but uh, I I I think my favorite moment in the whole movie is 
well, I mean, the, the best scene in the whole movie, I think, is the end. The end saber fight in the snow. Um, yeah. But my favorite moment, for sure, is when he, like, he he got, like, injured from before, and he's just, like, pounding his wounds, going, like, ah, and there's just, like, <laughs> blood splurting out. It it was pretty rad, and it's definitely like I'm trying. And, and the, it, but he it kept reminded doing me of it. something else too. But like like there was something else that I've seen before where like the person keeps like kind of hitting yeah. themselves, like yeah. trying to like he was like pumping himself up. up like, yeah, 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 yeah. But it, he kept doing it where like they'd fight a little bit, and then he'd be like boom, boom, boom. He's like traitor. Like <laughs> I was like, oh for shit. Some, for some reason, like with the way you said that, like. I, I'm just picturing it as like Nicolas Cage. <laughs> <laughs> that was a little Nicolas Cageian, for sure. Uh. <laughs> well, I mean, yeah, that would have been uh, that would have been one hell of a reveal. It's like Nick Cage is Kylo Ren. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's still Adam Driver's voice, <laughs> but, but he looks like Nick Cage. Ah, <laughs> uh, anyways, so. Star Wars, great movie or greatest movie? <laughs> I don't know, dude. It's no Furious 7, that's for sure. <laughs> I didn't have the same elation that I did after watching that movie. I no, I, I, like, I, I already In terms compared. of, like, dumb, fun, like, popcorn movie. But no, like, this, this for me, for me, Star Wars Episode 7, The Force Awakens, was not just dumb fun. Like, it literally... A force inside of me was a uh, was awoken, and I like it. It really it, it did exactly as I said. It did exactly what the reboot of the Muppets did, where I was like, "Oh yeah, the Muppets mean something to me." <laughs> like, mm. like I like I literally was like, kind of like eh, Star Wars. It's gonna be fun, and like what I got was something that affected me so deeply. Like I was the the like cliched version of a nerd watching this movie just crying constantly because of like oh my god this stuff's on the screen like it, it just it hit me so hard and i like truly was very excited like I, I was kind of sad that uh schedules didn't work out and we didn't go as an office to see it on monday night uh because i would have been seeing it again for the third time mm. um and i i'm i'm i, I just i I'm excited yet worried for the series going forward. Not because I think it's going to be bad, but as I said, I just want it. I want the neck. I want all the films to feel exactly the way this film felt. Like I think the, sto the story can get better and do anything it wants, but I, I want the overall feeling that the film conveys to fit perfectly in this series and not just feel like, oh, now we're in some other Star Wars movies that could be good but might not feel the same. I mean, I think Ryan Johnson will completely nail the feeling of of old star wars like he he's just a filmmaker that is of old sensibilities so yeah and, and he, he definitely like he, he he doesn't point a camera for anything other than complete intention to to right. be communicating I, I mean, something he's, so he's like uh i mean he's like edgar wright where you know edgar wright was he dropped out of ant-man because he was just like that's not it's not going to be the way that i want it to be Instead yeah. of just saying, well, I could just make it how they want it and have a hit movie on my hands. But no, I mean, he, uh, Ryan Johnson is not going to do the movie unless he can do it the way that he wants it to. Yeah, he's, yeah, one of, my, he's one of those people. My, my, my fear is that is just that the way he wants to do it is just different than the way like like J.J. Abrams made the movie that he thought Star Wars wanted to be. 
Ryan Johnson might make the movie he thinks Star Wars should be. <laughs> that that's my only fear. No, like, I think I, th- I I will I will like it probably no matter what. But yeah. I want to feel it the way I felt. This. I mean, he's he's also a fan like JJ. I think that he's he'll totally get the tone. But I mean, I'm a fan of of movie franchises that that always I mean, that's why the Mission Impossible movies are so good because each movie has its own distinct uh, you know, uh, mark yeah, yeah yeah because each director came in and put their stamp on it so i mean i like that um so i'm fine i'm all for them letting people put their stamps on these star wars movies yeah yeah so and and also i was gonna say you know how you're saying that that this movie this movie worked for you and i i i i wanted it to work in the way that it worked for you and and oddly enough i mean i never would have i never would have guessed it but the movie that i think successfully uh you know blends the new and the old in terms of uh, you know giving you the nostalgia that you want while also doing something different and progressing it forward uh is creed like that movie totally like talk about being like a wreck from the beginning like the second he's just like <laughs> what's his name and it's like creed in big letters like this is epic as shit like um are you, are you saying that you liked the motorcycle wheelies <laughs> i did like it extremely in uh, funny story that listening to that review made me remember <laughs> that there's a that there's a documentary that i've been wanting to see and completely forgot about called 12 o'clock boys which is all about Kids who do wheelies alongside boxers. It's all about the biker youth culture. It's not in Philly, but it's in Baltimore. But it's all about that culture. And I was just like, I was like, this exists. And you reminded (laughs) me that there's a there's a documentary that I need to watch. That no joke, the pull quote is the wire with wheelies. So (laughs) this is a real thing. Nice. And I still have not thought about the thing that you were saying that made me question my sanity i gotta go back and figure that out wait which thing the thing oh, oh. you were like pronouncing something and then i was like is he mispronouncing that but then the next time you said it it was correct so i was like what like i'm seriously losing it i could have it might have been a thing where like i realized what i said wrong but i just i couldn't correct myself so i waited for the opportunity to say it again correctly <laughs> i don't know but you never said like oh i meant this it was like oh man what was it i don't remember but uh yeah creed creed did creed did what jurassic world was trying to do so much better (laughs) so yeah jurassic world or star wars oh both but yeah yeah i just think that that movie is a is an example of a successful merging of those two things of the old and the new. Yeah. So I that's what I wanted out of Star Wars was that. And I got it in some things. Like there was obviously things to like about for sure. And the fact that it is like a just a great looking movie. Um but there's just so much in it where you're just kinda like I don't know, I just sat there like unaffected. Yeah. So I just, I don't know. Like I said, it's watchable. Like if someone said, should I go see it? I was like, yes, you should go see it. Yeah. 
for sure. Like you would need you, to would see- you say you should or you must go see it? I would say that you <laughs> definitely for sure need to see it. I don't know if you must, but I mean I was I was teasing the the move into the official verdict. Oh, oh yes. Well I figured so, but but no, like I mean, I mean, like literally, I I love this film so much that I spent forty dollars and drove one hundred and sixty miles in one <laughs> night to see it twice. That's that's high praise right there. That's, so, if that's not an endorsement, I don't know what is. Actually, I drove for forty minutes, so it had to be more than forty miles away. So I it, it I yeah, it was for I spent one hundred and sixty minutes in my car. Mm however many miles that turned out to be to see it twice in one night. And the second showing was at 12.15 in the a.m. So I got home around whatever. So to uh, 15, two hours and 16 minutes plus a 40-minute drive, I got home late. Yeah. And when I got home, I had to put, swap out my Facebook header profile photo <laughs> thing with Kylo Ren. <laughs> well, I mean... That's what you got to do. That's just what you got to do at like 4 a.m. when you can't sleep because you're so jazzed on Star Wars. <laughs> <laughs> it's what you must do. I mean, when you got to Ren, you got to Ren. I will do your bidding. <laughs> That's not deep enough, though. I, I, I can't go deeper. <laughs> I, I can't go deeper. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> I can just... Hello. <laughs> I am Kylo Ren. Well, if you get the mask, then you'll then you'll be all set. I will. Either that, or I'll have the wrong gas in it, and I'll turn out more like Bane. Like I am Kylo Ren. <laughs> uh, I don't think so. All right, should we get into the official verdict? Then? I I guess we'll try. All right, Carson Patrick. <laughs> you think people should see it, but must they see it is the big question. Would you give this a must-see or a recommend with a caveat? I don't know. I Like I said, I would give it a fire, but not really. I still don't know what that means. This is, is that a reference to something? No, it's fire. Like, that movie is fire. Like, that's awesome. Still, okay. Chris is not street <laughs> is, enough I'm for this not, podcast. Is, 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 are, are you being 100 with me right now? I'm, the, I'm being 100. For sure. I've been 100 this whole episode that I was not affected by Star Wars. I, so, so uh, I, 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 I do support for the company I work for, and uh, I have never felt more, more old than how often I have to Google things. Well, you now live in, in Oakland, so you have to, I guess. I have to learn the street. <laughs> but no, I, I seriously, like half the time, I will, I will ping Steve and I'll be like, hey, do you know what this means? <laughs> and I'm like, oh no, I found it on Google. <laughs> like, I, I feel so old all Urban the time. Dictionary, dude. No, I'm scared to respond based on Urban Dictionary because there's always like a few. Like I think people trick people with Urban Dictionary. They put like one like. Fake. There's a lot of there's a lot of like troll responses on there or definitions yeah, yeah. that people put up there. Yeah, I usually go straight to my brother and ask if I'm unsure <laughs> about something. Then so, sometimes I do text my little sister or something like, "Hey, <laughs> I'm like, what does this mean? I'm not sure if this is conjugated correctly." <laughs> I can't gain the meaning from the sentence. But that's that's like but that's but that's what I think and that's kind of like a that's kind of like an inside baseball reference that my brother and I have been jokingly saying about things because there was his friend like was talking like over Thanksgiving his buddy was there and he was talking about 
how the new Bieber album was so fire. And then like three hours <laughs> later, they were talking about one specific song. He was like, oh, that song's trash. And he's like, and then my brother was like, you just said the whole album was fire. Like, so then we now, now we joke that, well, that's fire, but not really. But uh, gotcha. this movie is literally fire, but not really. Because there's a lot to like, but it's not really that great. It's in that middle ground, but it's watchable. So uh, it's it's very conflicting, you know? And it's funny because the... The 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 moment the movie was over, I pulled out my phone because I knew my brother was going to see the movie at 3 a.m. So I figured, well, he's already out by now and will have texted me his thoughts about it. I shit you not. The first text message I got was, well, that was fire, but not really. Oh, <laughs> that's, ex- no. that's exactly what this movie should be rated because it's in that it's in between C plus and B minus, man. Like I, th- there's just no way to place it. So, yeah. Well, I think this fire, or I think this fire, I think this movie is fire and actually is fire. (laughs) This movie is on fire. This movie is... is It's it's on fleek. This movie is Kylo Ren's crossover (laughs) and everything else that is out is just, uh, it's John Boyega holding... (laughs) Luke's lightsaber. It was John Boyega getting schooled in the final battle. Yeah. I still can't. I'm trying to remember what... I, I'm trying to like quickly Google and it's not working what the new Death Star is called. I don't remember like either. Death to call. It was... Oh, Star Striker Base. Star Killer Base. Oh, Star Killer Base. Yeah, right. Star Killer Base. Yeah. yeah. It was Dar- Death Star and this is Star Killer Base. Yeah. It should be called like the Star Eater Base or something because it literally eats stars. Because that was... Uh, uh, Star Killer is... That's a trivia question, and I'm probably going to get it wrong, but uh, Star, I think Starkiller was like the original title for the Death Star in A New Hope. Like it was going to be called Death Killer, or, or I think even, I think it was going to be called Starkiller, but they thought that was like too violent, so they named it the Death Star. It reminds me, there there's this cheap YouTube, or cheap, this cheesy YouTube video Back around the time the Force Awakens, there was like a spoof. spoof no, it's not the Force Awakens. Back in the days of the Phantom Menace, where it was like a spoof called Episode One: A Lost Hope. And there's a scene where like he's uh, Vader hands off the plans for the Death Star, and he's like, "What is this?" He's like, "I call it the Deathical Giant Hurt Ball." And it's just like him trying to like come up, like Spitfire, all these different names, and they're all t- t- terrible. Mm. Yeah, it's it's funny in my head. Well, we figured it out. Starkiller Base. Starkiller Base, which also sounds super cheesy. Like, <laughs> Starkiller Base is the dumbest name thing in the whole movie. I, you know, I, whatever. <laughs> that was the least of the movie's problems. <laughs> anyway, so what did you get this movie again? I'm giving it the fire, not really. Fire, not fire, fire but and not I, really. And I'm giving this movie all the. I mean, this this movie is Hellfire, which I think is better than hell, than regular fire. That is, that's pretty. The, this movie is on fleek. This movie's Dragon's Breath. Yeah, it's just it's just like the fire to end all fire. Chris thought this movie was so on fleek that he did it for the gram <laughs> by changing Kylo Ren on his Facebook page. On his social media. <laughs> now you're just trying to like give me an aneurysm, trying to process all these youth youth speaks. Ah, the kids these days, back in my day, I watched the Star Wars and we spoke English. None of these crazy who's a mo what's it in the keeping it one hundred. 
I was very proud of myself that during Creed, I got all the lingo. <laughs> I know what's sad is like during Creed, I learned that keeping it 100 is the proper way to use 100. <laughs> yeah, keeping it 100. Because I just like, oh, 100, and it must be like 100% like really good. Yeah. But I guess it, it means like... It means you're being straight Truth, up. you're keeping it real. Yeah, you're keeping it real. Yeah. yeah. 100, uh, yeah. It's like, are you keeping it real with me? 100%. <laughs> it's just, it, it combines the question and the answer in one. Right, exactly. Okay. This podcast too white, commenter. <laughs> this guy didn't even know what keeping it 100 meant. <laughs> he didn't um, even know what doing it for the gram means. Uh, I assume that means you're part of uh, Billy Graham's uh, evangelical <laughs> group. That's exactly what it means. <laughs> you're like a televangelist. <laughs> Just doing it for the Graham. Obviously. Uh, you're doing it to get a Graham cracker. That's uh, what, yeah. Nice. No. What about does Teddy Graham's work? Yeah, those, I guess, yeah, those would work too. All right. Well, Carson Patrick, now that you have a new fancy 4K... Um, iMac and you're all hooked up with Future Tech. Have you rejoined um, social networks and stuff? I, I have not. I'm this, I'm failing. I'm not doing it for the gram. So there's still no way uh, for people to um, mm. contact you or follow you if they uh, they so feel they I, would like to. Carrier pigeon, I guess. You know, you know the official way that you can contact Carson is by leaving us a review on the <laughs> podcast and iTunes. Yeah, you should you should call in for the the phone number and leave a really awesomely uh, sounding voicemail <laughs> sounds like you're calling from a toilet i love too that like you tried to auto translate your message and like it was in some crazy like jar jar binks speak it was insane <laughs> i could not understand it and i played it back i was like oh carson carson has written in but uh, now you have a fancy computer so on the off chance that you couldn't record and you wanted to leave us a message you could just record it that's true yeah as people who are listening could also do it, but they could anyways, yeah. if they're uh, you know tech savvy. Yeah, you you, you can't uh, you can't uh, find Carson Patrick during the week because he will be working sanitation on Starkiller Base. Um, That's but if you right. want to find me, you can find me at ChristopherInRealLife.com or Twitter.com/slash ChristopherIRL. You can find the podcast over at thespoilerwarning.com where you can get all the back episodes of the show. Um, we will I will be posting this review as well as our Carol and Danish Girl reviews. Um, that uh, had Steven on it. He's not with us right now. No, nah, he's uh, trying to find Krampus or something. <laughs> yes, he is. Up in the North Pole. But uh, we are hopefully soon going to be recording an end-of-year recap episode. I assume we have to do it sometime after we all, we've all had a chance to see Hateful Eight. Um, That's true. Haven't seen it yet. I have not either. Damn, Star Wars movies have been keeping it out of the 70mm showings. What's up with that? <laughs> I enjoyed that. I enjoyed his, uh, Disney's trying to f*** me, you guys. <laughs> but anyways, uh, yeah, so spoilerwarning.com for the back episodes. If you want to know when the episodes go live, follow us at twitter.com slash spoilerwarning or like us at facebook.com slash thespoilerwarning. If you want to get a hold of us directly, you can send an email to fans at thespoilerwarning.com. You can use the contact form on our site. Or, as Carson was saying, you can leave us a voicemail at 760-575-4TSW. That's 760-575-4879. Uh, music for this episode will, of course, come from the soundtrack to Star Wars Episode Seven: The Force Awakens. Yeah. So hopefully John Williams that is, back in the hizzy. Hopefully that is getting you riled up and excited. Um, the real question is, though, what 
Snowy Western is gonna be more ripworthy, The Hateful Eight or The Revenant? That is the question of the, the final question of 2015. <laughs> Define ripworthy. <laughs> you're ripping out because your boner is so huge. <laughs> okay, got you. I assume a revenant since it's got man bear love in it, right? That's, at least that's what <laughs> that somebody was tried a, to. That get. was false. Okay. <laughs> I know it doesn't. Happen. I would have totally stood up and applauded if that were the case. <laughs> I feel like there's some corner of the internet where you can find man bear loving. Probably like, like oh, the jungle, uh, the jungle book. <laughs> Are you kidding me? It's the internet. Of course that exists. That's probably the sequel to Mr. Hands. Yeah, if you want to get your bare necessities on. Ah, <laughs> uh, uh. that's well. You know, Tom Hardy is also in the Revenant, so someone's gonna get incepted. Yes, I am going to incept you now. <laughs> uh, so, Carson Patrick. Welcome back to the show, and uh, thank you for joining me. You are very welcome. I'm, yeah. And uh, everybody else listening, thank you very much, and may the Force be with you. <laughs>